Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. New year, new you. Have you heard that one? Oh, yeah. For sure. (laughs) Like my whole life. (laughs) I don't know what it is about January. Well, I do know what it is about January, (laughs) but it's funny to see all of the ways that we try to reinvent ourselves in in one month. (laughs) Yeah, it is really interesting. It's like the the new year is the closest thing to like nature's hard reset, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, well, the year's resetting. Kind of my routine is resetting. I'm going to reset as a person. I get I get another shot at this. Anything you're taking up. Or taking off in the new year that you can share any new hobby or new habit or discipline or something that you're uh, putting on for the new year. This year, I am trying to learn the piano. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, are you teaching yourself or just YouTubing it or Uh, teaching myself? My wife got me. uh, She got me a keyboard for my birthday, which is early in the month of December, and then uh, got me like a book on piano for beginners. So I'm I'm gonna read through that and uh, and try to learn how to play. I love it. Yeah. Super die. Any new thing you're doing this year? (laughs) I don't know where to begin. I have, I have so much that I want to do. Okay. I, I think I'm overloading myself in that respect. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want to do this and this and this and this. Oh, and yeah. And I need to do this and this and this. Like, mm. oh, okay, now I'm I'm getting defeated before I start. Because I'm, I'm looking at the big, 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 and I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. Pull, pull it back and let's pray about this and discern this. And where does God want me to tackle first? Yeah. You know? oh, that's a good word. How about you? Well, I... My husband went on a website and he purchased me some new shoes. Okay. Aww. For <laughs> running? Oh, no. No. I'm huh. going to start playing volleyball pickleball. again. Oh. Oh. Pickleball. Oh. Well, no, I, but I might actually start <laughs> doing pickleball too because I thought if I'm getting these sh- shoes that are. Yeah. It's been a while since I've had a pair of shoes that was strictly for indoor court use. Okay, yes. yes. If you're like an athlete at any level, you have a pair of shoes typically that you dedicate just to that sport. So you're not running around town in them, getting them all messy. Right. Yeah. It's been years since I've had a a pair of shoes that was just (laughs) for indoor court use. But I thought, you know what? I'm going to get myself a pair of, of volleyball shoes, court shoes, so that I can start playing yes, again. I there's a it. there's a group that plays every week here on campus. Yeah. A group of employees. That's awesome. And I've played with them a couple times. And then I got a little like, ah, I don't know. I might hurt myself. Maybe I'm too old for this. Oh. Then I thought, I think I'm I'm gonna do it. So I got some court shoes and they should be delivered any day. I went to the gym last night and I was just working on some basic kind of skills to to teach I'm my body. I'm so excited. Awesome. For I love you. Remember how to do this? Remember how to swing your arm this way? I, I mean, it was a. I was on the struggle bus a little bit because I my arm was like I'm trying to serve the ball over the net, and I'm like, you used to be able to do this. Come on. So it's it's coming back, but I'll keep you posted. I like on it. how I that's love going. Yeah, that. great. So court yeah. shoes, and I, and then also need to be purchased in in my cart, shopping cart, or ankle braces. <laughs> because oh, no. let's be realistic, I'm not 20 anymore, oh. and my co- I did play volleyball in college. If you did not know that, so I do have a background in the sport. I played through high school. Was a decent yeah. high school player. Was a very mediocre college player. Played for two years. And then hung up the shoes and played like rec level. But it's really been, oh goodness, more than 15 years since I played on a consistent basis at any level. What about knee pads? No? I will be, I'm not getting knee pads because I don't want to even think in my mind that diving to the floor is an option. It's an option. It's not an option. (laughs) If I put on knee pads, I will think that I'm 18 again and I can dive for this ball because my knee pads will protect me. You know what? There's a lot of other body parts. (laughs) That are unprotected. That are unprotected. (laughs) And you do not want me diving to the floor. But hey, I would love to hear from you. Um, Just we'll take a couple text messages on this. Is there a new thing that you are picking up in the new year? A new hobby? Maybe you're going to try out a new sport. Maybe you've got some Pinterest recipes. Text us. What's the new thing you are trying out in 2023? curious what's the boom crew up to yeah yeah we're a couple days in how's it going give us a text 312-274-9624 new year new you Uh, this one came in from 5189 i love it going back to college this year changed my career (gasps) focus at age 56 that's great never too late to try something new 
7561 says, this January I've committed to 2023 to waking up with the Boom Crew. Love and appreciate you guys. Hey, we love and appreciate Sweet. you as well. Thank yeah, you. Thank and you. you're doing great. You are six days into January and you're still up with us. You're on right. it so far. <laughs> you're up early. One more for you. 1155. New for 2023, retirement. Oh. Starting in February. It's a chapter. Very good. Cool. Sure. We'll take a couple more. What is that new thing you are doing, trying, taking on, or maybe taking off in 2023? 312-274-9624. Text only on this. Coming up, we are going to wrap up this top 10 list with Rob West. A couple more of these financial moves you need to be making in 2023. Talk about doing something new. Rob's with us in two. New to the show? Stick around for a while. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. Got a text message from 1426. I'm taking up designing and building loudspeakers for home theaters and stereos. New in 2023. Hey, I'm Allie. This is Carl and Crew Mornings. Want to introduce Rob West, host of Faith and Finance, formerly Money Wise Live, here, heard weekdays afternoon at 3 o'clock here on 90.1 FM. Rob, is there something new, non-financial related? Is there a new hobby or something you're taking up this year? Yeah, you know, I'm actually going to start running again. Oh, so I love it. I, yeah, I need to, uh, you know, it's one of those things that just kind of went away, and uh, I think it's time for it to come back. So I actually did back. get a new pair of shoes, just like you. But <laughs> It always starts with purpose. the shoes. It starts with the <laughs> shoes. <laughs> well, there's something about making a financial commitment to something that yeah. does make you more invested, right? That's right. Absolutely. Uh, because we're, remember what Jesus said, your heart follows your money, right? So right. when your heart's there, it's going to help you get there. Which <laughs> leads us well to uh, the next one of our top financial 10 for 2023. It deals yes. with investing, how you invest your money. Uh, give it to us, Rob. Well, so last year was really challenging from an investment standpoint, right? All of the market volatility, we saw a significant pullback in all the major indexes. So here's the question. How did you react with the market volatility last year? Did it cause you to lose some sleep? Were you anxious? Maybe you kind of pulled out of your long-term investments and put everything in cash because you were just nervous. If that's the case, then we need to reevaluate your investment strategy. Perhaps it's tire, it's time to hire an investment professional, somebody who can make those decisions for you. Maybe you had during that raging bull market over 10 or 12 years prior to last year, you had gotten too aggressive for your goals and objectives and risk tolerance. So let's use this as an opportunity to reevaluate. Hopefully you didn't kind of pull out and put everything in cash. And even though maybe you had a little bit of concern, you stuck with your plan. If that's the case, let's stay with that until this market recovers. It will. Could it go down a little further from here? Sure. But eventually it will recover. And that's the point to then say, okay, uh, did I have the right investment strategy? Should I get a little bit more conservative? And what tweaks do I need to make? The other thing, the trap, if you will, here, Allie, is the get rich quick mentality. Yeah, it's always tempting. It is, especially in a market like we had last year where, man, we were approaching retirement. Maybe the nest egg we had built up that we were counting on is now, you know, down 20 percent from where it was. And so we're thinking we need to make some moves here that are going to help us make up time or make up uh, some of this ground pretty quickly. And the Bible warns against that. The the approach the Bible talks about is steady plotting, yeah. <laughs> which is just sure and steady over time. Let's not invest in things we can't explain to our mom, and uh, that'll help us stay out of some trouble spots. And so review your investing plan. Uh, that's on the list. Again, if you want these this resource, text the word money to 312-274-9624. They are listed out one by one, but if you missed any of the explanation, you're going to want to get the showcast so you can really hear the explanation. Okay, debt. Uh, so many Americans carry at least a small amount of debt. What do we need to be doing when it comes to our debt this year? Yeah, you know, especially with these higher interest rates, as the Fed has been moving rates up, that includes variable interest rates on 
credit card debt. Uh, and so we need to be looking at trying to pay that off uh, as quickly as we can. Let me give you two approaches. One, if you have less than 4000 in credit card debt, and one if you have more than 4000 If you have less, let's use what we call the snowball method. So lots of studies have been done on this, and this is the method that will help you get it paid off once and for all. Essentially, what you do is line up the balances smallest to largest, pay the minimums on all of them. We want to keep them current. But whatever margin you can free up in your budget by trimming and cutting back and taking a hard look at all of your expenses, let's say it's a couple of hundred dollars a month. And let's say that smallest balance is maybe $500. Well, guess what? Three months later, that's gone. We tear it up. And here's what the data says is that psychological win of getting that one paid off completely. And now my five credit cards are four. That's going to keep me going. So I move on to the next one and then the next one and right down the line until eventually they're all paid off. That's the snowball method. It's very effective. Now, if you have more than 4000 in consumer debt, uh, I would contact my friends at ChristianCreditCounselors.org. Hundreds and hundreds of our faith and finance listeners have uh, used these folks. They will help you get those interest rates lowered. And with a fixed monthly payment, you'll get it paid off 80% faster. Now, there's been a lot of talk about debt, like student loan debt forgiveness. Is that something that we should be counting on or really seriously considering if you are carrying a lot of debt still from student loans? No, I don't think so. And I think even, you know, as believers, we ought to be really thinking and praying about whether that's something we even want to do. Mm. You know, if we made an obligation to repay that, I'd love for us to do just that. I'm not a big fan of what's been done with that student loan forgiveness, how it went, how they went about it, and whether or not it was even appropriate for the executive branch of the government to make that decision. So uh, I think, uh, you know, that's something I certainly wouldn't count on. Now, I'm not talking about programs that have been in place for a long time, like the Public Service Loan Forgiveness Program, where when you work for 10 years and a not-for-profit, you know, you can have that forgiven. That's been around for a long, long time. Uh, But this new idea that automatically, you know, debt would be erased for everybody. Uh, I just don't think that's appropriate. And uh, who knows if it'll happen. Rob West with us right now, host of Faith and Finance weekday afternoons at three o'clock right here on Moody Radio. Coming up, our final two on this top 10 list of money moves to make this year. Helping you start your day off right. This is Carl and Crew Mornings. So what are those financial moves to be making in 2023? Maybe you are looking at your budget, looking at your investing strategy. We've got a couple more on our top 10 list with Rob West, host of Faith and Finance Live. What are these last two? They involve doing some reviewing, some looking in the rearview mirror so that you can move forward. Give them to us. Which is always a good thing. Yeah, number nine, Allie, is review your 2023 giving plan. Uh, So what does that look like? Well, consider asking yourself a different question this year. Rather than how much should I give, ask yourself how much should I keep? I might just change it up enough for you to maybe come out with a different conclusion. Let me also throw out one other idea, and that's what I call a progressive giving target. So what if you were to increase your systematic giving 1% a year? So I'm not talking about the sacrificial giving that you're doing when the Holy Spirit just prompts you to meet a need or to be involved in a project that you hear about at church or somewhere else, but the systematic giving that you're doing, the tithe, uh, you know, the proportionate giving off of your income. What if you were to try to push that up 1% a year? If it was 10 last year, what if it's 11 this year and 12 next year? Uh, But let's just be intentional about maximizing our giving, and we're never going to be able to maximize our giving fully unless we really take a proactive approach. And that means we've got to do some review. You know, because when we just were talking about debt repayment and now we're talking about giving, I love your approach to giving because many people would think I need to have everything paid off. I need to have, I need to not be in debt before I can consider giving. Is that the approach that you think is biblical? 
I don't think so. I'd build it in right off the top and really order your finances in such a way where you can say, God, I trust you as my provider. Uh, I can hold what I have loosely. It's all yours anyway, because I trust you that your provision to me is going to continue. It doesn't mean we're not going to be without our challenges. We certainly will have these in a fallen world, but ultimately our trust is in God, our provider. And giving is an act of worship. It's a demonstration of our trust. It's something God wants for us, not from us. And so I'd build it in right off the top, right up front, even at the earliest of ages. And let's establish that discipline and see what God does as we're able to partner with him in our generosity. And finally, number 10, I feel like we need a drum roll. (laughs) Number 10 on the list, Rob. It's not terribly exciting, Allie, but it's important. (laughs) And it's review your credit report. Now, why do I say that? Well, listen, there is so much identity theft going on as we do more and more business online. And we have all these financial accounts and we're logging into them. And especially when we're doing it on public Wi-Fi, which, by the way, don't do that. Logging into your financial account at, you know, your favorite coffee shop. Let's do that at home when we're on our own private Wi-Fi. But let's review your credit report because you can get a copy of your credit report free from each of the three bureaus, Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax at annualcreditreport.com. I'd review it quarterly. Here's what you're looking for. You're looking for accounts that aren't yours. Maybe they've been opened in your name or inaccurate information. 70% of credit reports have something on them that are inaccurate and And uh, you can dispute that. According to the Fair Credit Reporting Act, the Bureau has 30 days to either verify it or delete it. So stay on top of that. So what kind of I've not heard that stat before. Inaccurate information. What kind of things would be inaccurate? It could be we could have missed. Is something as simple as, you know, we moved that hasn't been updated, a balance is incorrect, or it could be something, you know, there's an account on there that's not really mine. And so, you know, it's affecting my credit and I need to get it off there. Um, Or, you know, I paid something off and it's not been, you know, reflected properly. So it could be something very simple, but it also could be something very significant. And with the rise in identity theft these days, uh, that's one of the key ways to spot it. You know, even we finished our top 10, but I want to go back and highlight one that we talked about yesterday, and that is the app. Because when you start, I am someone who, when there's, we start talking a lot about financial stuff, I am one of those people who gets a little overwhelmed and I start yeah. to feel like I'm in over my <laughs> head yes. and that I that there's a lot of things that I still am trying to learn. This app can really help people like me, right, who don't naturally feel like numbers are their thing. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's the FaithFi app, FaithFi. You'll find it in your app store or at faithfi.com. And you know, here's what we did, Ali, that I love about this app, and it's the only one out there that does this is we have three different approaches to money management built in. So you can go all the way to the more detailed hands-on approach if that's what you're looking for, and that's the digital envelope system. But then there's all the way down to the other end of the spectrum. If you're more directional and hands-off, you can have a track-only option where Hmm. your transactions are downloading automatically, they're being categorized, and you can just monitor them. So really, whatever's going to fit your money personality, if you will, that's going to keep you going so you don't give up 30 days from now. That's the key. And we just want to give you visibility into your financial life so that you can make decisions. Because if we don't know where our money's going, it's hard to make a change. But if we've got that visibility into, oh, wow, I didn't realize I was spending that much in that category. I need to make some changes there. If we don't have that information, we can't do anything with it. So yeah, pick up the app. It's a great time of year to recommit to your spending plan. And uh, this tool will help you do it in a way that's simple. And our team is happy to come alongside you at no cost and help you get it set up and answer all of your questions. So just head to faithfi.com or search for the FaithFi app in your app store. We threw a lot at you. We've got book recommendations and links to the app and the annual credit (laughs) credit report websites. You can check your credit report, all of that. We made it easy for you. If you just text the word money to 312-274-9624, You're going to get the whole list with all of the hyperlinks. Just text the word money to 312-274-9624. Rob, happy new year. Thanks for hanging out with us this week. Thanks for inviting me, Allie. It was great to be with you. This is Hope Dars. Freedom Friday here on Carling Crew Mornings. 
your shot of hope to make it through the day. It's Carl and Crew Mornings. Well, Carl is traveling to Israel this week. We're going to be hopefully hearing from him live starting next week. But I want to let you know about some coaching that he's going to be doing in the new year. You may have already attended one of the webinars, but if you missed them, they were kind of over the holidays. He's has two more set up in January really to cast a vision for coaching. He go he walks alongside a small group of people walking through some of these seven resolutions that he included in his book. So if that's something you're interested in as you move into a new year and you really want this year to be different, text the word seven to 312-274-9624. This does not commit you, just signs you up for this free webinar. Pick one, uh, you only need to sit through one and then you'll hear the vision and decide if it's for you. Text 7 to 312-274-9624. Jonathan, what did you say was the percentage about of people who keep New Year's resolutions? You had you had a stat that you gave us in the 5 o'clock hour. Do you remember what it was? Yeah, so out of all of the people that make resolutions this year, uh, a Gallup poll found that 7 out of 10 people have made a New have Year's resolution okay. for 2023. Mm-hmm. Nine percent of people actually, by their own standards, say they have uh, finished or completed their New Year's resolution. Forty three percent of people expect to fail uh, (laughs) before they even start within their first month. But it's such an interesting phenomenon that we keep setting them. We do. We keep hoping with the passing of another calendar year and the start of another January that that something will be different this time. This, we'll year. Get this it. time, yeah. This time. Mm-hmm. This time it's the tomorrow phenomenon. Yes, tomorrow's the day. T- tomorrow is the day that I make that change. So it's and it's I get it because I have gotten to the end of a year and felt disappointed. And felt like, man, yeah. I started out last January and there I wanted to accomplish such and such. But here I am again at the end of another year. And I feel like the changes that I wanted to see, I didn't. Hmm. Or the goal that I set, I, I failed in. Yeah. Or didn't quite get off the ground. Or however you want to frame it. Have you felt that, that weight of defeat when you did not do what you had set out to do? Absolutely. Absolutely. I have. And I think I think we all have because uh, there is like a sense of shame Mm -hmm. in it where it's like, you know, I said I was going to do this. I didn't keep my word. You know, what does that say about me? Uh, Or, you know, even (laughs) I find it especially in the spiritual goals that I said. Oh, yes. You know, I if I don't work out. You know, like I said, I was going to work out. Sure, I feel bad about it, but it hits less hard than if I said that I was going to be in the Bible more or I was going to I was going to be talking with God on a re- on a more regular basis. Yeah. And I feel like I didn't do that. Then I feel like I am not a good Christian mm-hmm. uh, and it hurts. It can it can feel really defeating and shameful and hard. Yeah. And the enemy can pile up that condemnation. And and we always are out to dispel this myth that somehow we earn our way to God or that we perform in such a way that God will then be happy with us. Our starting point when we accept Jesus as Savior, when we turn, repent, and follow him, we start with a point of approval. We start at a point of being standing in the righteousness of Christ. That's why Jesus came. So that his righteousness became our righteousness. So that's the starting point for us. Mm -hmm. We don't work to earn that. It's already been given. And then our journey is to become more Christ-like. And it's that sanctification process where we're growing up to become more like him. But the approval is from the jump, which is the awesome news. So if you you ever got that confused, I want to make sure that's super clear. But Super Die, when it comes to that feeling of defeat... Uh, you you mentioned that you felt that really heavily this year, this past year. Yeah, more than ever. I, I just for a variety of reasons, but I'm really taking a lot of, ooh, um, like shame and regret mm. that I really just need to let go of. Um, and so I, I see it impeding my 2023. Yeah. And so I'm really, really, really leaning into the Lord and going, okay, I am not going to let Satan do this. God, you are a victor. You are, you, you know, you are my victor. And because I am a Christ follower, I have that victory because you, you have graced it to me in your mercy. Yeah. And, and, and I want to carry that in, but I, I am carrying a lot of this regret and shame and I know it's holding me back. I can feel it. 
And I'm, I'm discouraged, like I am stalled and discouraged even going into the year in, in, in these certain areas. Not I'm like saying my entire right. umbrella of life. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying in these certain areas, I, I'm, I'm beyond like, why even try again? <sighs> so coming up, let's talk about this a little bit more. And I, I want to keep the phone lines open for you. If you have felt that sting of failure and defeat, I want to hear about how newness in Christ, how did you go from failure to new in Christ. If you have a story, we'd love to hear it. 312-274-9624. What's going to be different this year, though? And how do we really take hold of the truth that we are new in Christ, even if last year felt like a bit of a disappointment? Giving hope directly from the source. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. So here's the thing. Okay. There's only one way to really be new. Jesus. That's the only way to really be new. And so I'm not saying that you can't take up pickleball this year or that you can't, like I did, buy a new pair of shoes and decide to play a sport or uh, decide to make some changes to your diet. I'm talking about that real inside out where I'm not the same person I once was. There's only one way for that to really happen, and that's through Jesus Christ. Do you think some people would push back on that? Yeah, I do. Okay. I think that uh, you can say, well, hey, there are plenty of people that I know of that aren't Christian Mm -hmm. but are great people. They do good things. They help people out who are in need and— you know, they're selfless and they don't know Jesus. What do you say to that? Oh, that's I'm a good gonna question. Give you the, I'm going to give you the opportunity to both put up the objection and then respond to it. All right. Well, first, I, I would say that in a sense, I understand what you're saying and I agree with you. But there is something that's called common grace. Yep. That that God loves all of us and that uh, he allows good things to happen in our lives and, mm-hmm. and that we initiate even if we don't know him because we are made in his image. And so there is still good that can come out of people that don't know Jesus. That's very true. Uh, but I would also say that doing good things is not the full picture uh, of, of someone's life. Yeah. Uh, that I, I truly think that if someone who doesn't know Jesus, but is a quote unquote good person, uh, can sit down, they can, and really think about it and be honest with themselves, they would recognize that there is something missing, that yeah. there is something more that they don't have. And here's the, here's the realization that I, that I had to come to that's been a part of my journey, is that even though there were external things that I could do, even though there were, I could impress people mm-hmm. with accomplishments, with good deeds, with all kind of external trappings. I was powerless to do anything about my own heart, Yeah, about the thoughts that would I would have, about who I was on the inside that nobody else could see but me. Hmm. And that was, that was the kind of the, the, the deal changer, deal breaker, I guess, for me, where I, where I really realized my need for God was that I couldn't do anything about the inside. And it didn't matter how much I could achieve or accomplish on the outside. I knew me. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> I had to point. live with me. Yeah. <laughs> I want to give you a couple verses. We're going to carry this over to the next half hour and get your phone calls in. But 2 Corinthians 5.17, therefore, if anyone's, anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. One more for you. Romans 6.4, we were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death. In order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. New creation, newness of life, only possible through Christ. I promise you. And if you have not followed Jesus, today is your day. Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. So you want this year to be different. 2023 is is your year. 
You see, it's amazing all of the verbiage around this that kind of flies around yeah. this time of year. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> because it taps into something that's hardwired in us. How would you capture the yeah. desire that we all have, Christian or not Christian? I think that kind of narrowing it down, the, the desire that everybody has is sometimes for a reset. Mm -hmm. I think that we all can recognize things about our last year um, that we would do differently. Uh, we recognize things about ourselves that we want to be different. Uh, and, and one thing I thought was interesting is the number one desire for New Year's resolutions this year was therapy. Really? That people, people wanted to go to therapy. Okay. And I thought that was very interesting. Uh, I've done some therapy myself and I found it very helpful because it's helped me to identify things about my past to uh, help me recognize why I am the way that I am mm -hmm. and to make conscious changes. Uh, and so I think people recognize hey, there's something in me that I don't want to identify myself with. Yeah. I want to change. And, and so I think that furthers the point that people want to use this time to change. Yes. It's that you use the word reset. You use the word change. Super die. You got a thought on this? I think too, sometimes, I mean, we all love that reset, that renewal, that second chance to do something, but I think too, we need to be careful because you can watch it that you fear that you feel that peer pressure. Because, yes, it is the new year. Everybody's making these renewals. Everybody's making these new resolutions. Well, uh, then I better, too. Then I, I, I have to do the same thing. And then not only have to do the same thing and make these resolutions, but then, again, I have to succeed in them. There's other people that are doing well, and, and this is what they did last year, and this is what they're mm -hmm. doing this year. So I need to keep up with the Joneses kind yeah. of thing, situation. Instead of being making it, like Jonathan said, reflective you know, bring it home, bring it spiritual, bring it a true change. Don't make it an outside thing. So others like, hey, way to go. Mm -hmm. Kudos. She got your resolution. Um, really think why you're wanting to hit that reset button. Yeah. The why is is important. We've got a, a the word why written in mm -hmm. big, bold letters <laughs> on our wall here because sometimes you if you miss the why, you're really missing it. You could talk about a lot of the what and the how and the mm -hmm. who, but don't miss the why. So what is the change you want to make and why? Why do you want to be different this year than last year? Why do you want to have uh, a, a different outcome than maybe was before? Yeah. I want to get your feedback on this. If you've got a story, I would love to hear it. Your Freedom Friday story where you went from failure to newness of life. You got a fresh start in Christ. 312-274-9624. Coming up, speaking of resets, I'm going to tell you about the reset button. It's not a real button, but in my house, it's really, really important. I'll tell you about it. Okay, I see what you did there. Just like That's starting right. over. Like starting over. Reset. Reset. I get it. <laughs> Young Thunder's paying attention this morning. It's <laughs> yes, Freedom Friday. Yes. I came to work today. You're on Carlin Crew Mornings. So I have a 10-year-old son when he was about uh, five or six. We had one of those nights. And if you're a parent, you know those nights where it's just kind of a unfortunate series of events. It's mm. bad attitudes and it's this happened and then this goes wrong and everybody's grumpy. Well, my five or six, let's say he was six and my memory is not perfect, but my six-year-old son at the time, super grumpy and it did not end at bedtime and he was still in a bad mood and he mm. was facing the wall in his bunk bed because he didn't even really want to look at me because he was really mad and he's staring at the wall and he's kind of crunched <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just kind of sitting there and we're sitting, this silence is thick because what am I really going to say? It just wasn't a great night for any of us. And then he stretches out his hand and he grabs my hand and he finds the very center of my palm and he takes his thumb and he presses down right in the center of my palm. And then he brings his hand back and he doesn't say a word and he pretty much just goes to sleep. What was he doing? 
He was pressing the reset button, and I knew exactly what he was doing. In our house, I started this when my kids were younger, when things would be kind of just going off the rails. We would say, let's just <laughs> press the reset button. Mm. Oh, good. And so they would physically press the middle of my hand, and that was kind of their indication to me, like, hey, can we just, like, reset here? Because this is not, like, I, I'm, I know I'm not in a good place. I know my attitude's bad. Can we just press the reset button? And we we long for that, that sort of, can I just get a do-over here? Can I start over? Can I run that back and try it again? Because that didn't go well. And you may feel that about all of last year. Can I get a reset button? Can I press the reset? (laughs) And so January kind of does that for people. It's this sort of grand reset button where we all go press the middle of the palm and say, I'm starting over. Yeah, I'm starting over. This is a new day. It's a new year. I got a fresh start. Let me read some verses to you, though, I, I, because I want you to I don't want you to miss this, that a fresh start, a true fresh start is only possible because of Jesus. Otherwise, it's just kind of window dressing. It's just putting lipstick on a pig, right? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Second Corinthians 517. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Romans 6, 4. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Jesus had to die for me to get a reset. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All of us. Do. I mean, so it, it's easy, but it's costly. Jesus hmm. had to die so that you could have a reset. His death gives us newness of life. And so if what you're really wanting today is a reset that's more than just the flip of a calendar and, wow, it's January, it's going to be a new me. If what you need is newness of life from the inside out, you got to take the death of Jesus seriously. He didn't stay dead. He went to a cross He took the shame and the sin and the guilt and the pain. He took all of that upon himself. And then on the third day, he rose again to new life. So if what you need is newness of life, then you got to believe in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And not just believe it in an intellectual sense, like, yeah, maybe it happened. I don't know. Maybe there's something out there bigger than me. Nope. That's not the kind of belief that brings newness of life. What kind of belief brings newness of life? What's the difference between believing, yeah, that's probably true, and genuine (laughs) saving belief? You want to take a crack at that one? Yeah. Well, when genuine saving belief happens, it changes how you see everything. Everything. Because you see fully uh, your depraved state without God. You see that you are far from perfect, no matter how good your deeds may be. And you see that, that you can't do good enough to be perfect for God. But when you also see and believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, so you didn't have to pay the penalty, you live life in a new way because God loved you enough to make the first move and your life changes because you want to be more like him because you love him. You want to love other people because God loved you. Everything in your life changes. It is not, well, he may be out there. It is, he is, and I am different because of it. Yeah. It's putting the weight of your life in that belief. It's the old kind of chair illustration that's been used a lot of times. You can look at a chair and say, yeah, I believe that's a chair. It's got four legs, looks like a chair, acts like a chair. (laughs) That's one belief. But then are you going to go sit in it? Do you believe that it's a chair enough to go and put the weight of your whole life in that chair? So right now I'm talking to the person who is not a Christian to the person who's never put their faith in Jesus before. Maybe you've been listening for a little while. Maybe you're checking us out for the first time. If you really want newness of life, if you really want this year to be different, the starting point is a relationship with Jesus. Newness of life is possible because of his death, his sacrifice. You can take that on today and walk like you've never walked before. 
So if you want to do that, here's what you need to do. You need to cry out to God and confess what's true about you. I am a sinner, which just means you've missed the mark. I've not lived a perfect life. And today I'm seeing for the first time, I need a savior. I can't save myself. I can't be new on my own. So today I place the weight of my life. I place my trust in Jesus Christ as my savior. I repent, which just means I turn and I go in a, go a new way. I say, I'm sorry for my sins. I ask for forgiveness. Today, I become a follower of Jesus Christ. If that's you, do that right now. Have that conversation with God. I can't do it for you. But if in sincerity of heart, you cry out to God, you confess and you profess your belief in him, then you become a Christian. That's it. That's when the fun begins. So do that. I want to pray for you. Lord, for the person listening right now, God, who's really in need of a fresh start, who needs to be made new, I pray that you would do the work that your word says that you do. Thank you that the work is not ours, that we can take this free gift of salvation, that we can take it and walk in new life like never before. So would you do that for my friend today? Maybe there's just one, maybe there's many. Lord, I pray that you would surround them with people who will be able to build them up and encourage them, lead them to the place where they need to be to, to learn about you, to grow, to really walk with you. But today, fill their soul with a peace like they've never experienced it before. In Jesus' name, amen. Coming up, I want to speak to the Christian because maybe you're listening and going, okay, yes, yes, I, I know I'm in Christ but I still don't feel like I'm getting victory. How do I walk in newness of life when I'm already made new, but I just don't feel like it? I got a word for you too coming up. Boom Crew, celebrate what God is doing in you. This is Carl and Crew Mornings. So I get that you can feel stuck in any number of ways. And this is this is Carl's sweet spot, so I can almost hear his voice. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Anyone have a copy of his book handy? Uh, I do. Do you? Do you? Okay. Hang on. Okay. I'm going to grab a copy of his book because I want I want to. Do you want me to bring it into you? No, do you mind? Sure. Wow. We're just <laughs> talking about this on, on air. Off mic. <laughs> Hang on. Hey. I'm coming. So Stu for I is going to bring me a copy of Carl's book. But I want to tell you about some coaching that he's going to be making available. If you feel stuck, if you feel like, man, I need a little extra support to really make some of the changes that I know that I want to make, I need to make, text the word 7 to 312-274-9624. There's two webinars coming up this month that just give you the information on this coaching so you can see if it's for you. Text the word 7 to 312 7 Let me read you this excerpt. This is from uh, The Seven Resolutions Where Self-Help Ends and God's Power Begins by Carl Clausen. And I don't just recommend this book because I really like Carl. That's not no, why. Of I mean, this is a phenomenal out. resource. It is. It you is. Know? It's great. Because it, it could sound self-serving like, hey, sure. my friend wrote a book. No, I actually gift this to people. I had someone text me recently and say, hey, you know what? I'm looking to kind of recommit my relationship to, to God. This is somebody who'd sort of fallen away. You know what I did? Got a UPS or a USPS envelope. I slipped go. in a Good. copy of this book and I mailed it to him. I love it. That's how much I believe in this book. Okay, so this is a, an excerpt. We have broken pieces and areas of weakness that God is healing and putting back together. And even though we won't be entirely whole until we cross over to the other side, God wants to redeem, restore, and revitalize the ugliest and most broken parts of us. I'm so confident that God can overhaul the most demanding challenges, habitual failings, and your deepest pains that I don't want you to focus on a rather small flaw in your life. Go big. Give God something that's broken. Give him the hidden mess, the worst parts of you. Put truth to the test. Change is possible. So you, who feel like I'm in Christ, but I'm not really walking in victory, and I've got these habits and hangups and these things that are holding me back, I want to read even more important than some book, because books are phenomenal, but even the best book can't transform your life. Only the Word of God can do that. I want to go to Ephesians 4, and this was one of the letters. So this is a letter to the church in Ephesus, verse 17 
Ephesians 4, 17. Now, this I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. So stop there. So this is Paul writing to this church and saying, don't walk like the Gentiles do. Why? Verse 18, they're darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that's in them due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy, to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned Christ, assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. I know that's a big chunk of scripture to take in. Ephesians 4, read it through for yourself. But basically, this is a reminder. This That's not the way you learned. Don't start acting like you don't know Christ because you do. So what's the answer? Put off that old self, your former way of living, and put on the new self. So sometimes you have to be reminded that you are new in Christ, that that is your spiritual reality. So walk in that. Put on the new self, mm. put off the old self. Right, I mean, it right. sounds overly simplistic, but I do think we need those reminders sometimes. Absolutely. You're right. That yeah. old way, your old way of doing things, go ahead and leave that in 2022. Put <laughs> off those old ways, <laughs> put on your new self, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Resources, I know. Ephesians 4, read that through. And then if you want more on Carl's book, on the webinar, text the word 7 to 312-274-9624. Text 7 to 312-274-9624. Got to go into work? Don't worry. Check out the Carl and Crew Showcast wherever you like to stream. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Well, we have officially landed here on this Freedom Friday. It's Carl with Garland Crew Mornings, and we are touring Israel. I'm going to be weighing in via Opal Live, but we thought we'd give you a little insight on this journey, market day by day, as we travel throughout Israel. You know, there's something interesting about Israel. There's a lot of discussion about the Messiah. The prophet Isaiah prophesied about the coming Messiah. And he was speaking to the nation of Israel, who in their arrogance thought that they could deal with the Assyrian army coming in from the north, and they were prideful. And he goes on to speak about this foundation. Let me back up and talk about what was going on. Therefore, hear the word of the Lord, you scoffers, who rule this people of Jerusalem, because you have said, this is quoting what they're thinking in their heart, we have made a covenant with death and with Sheol. We have an agreement. When the overwhelming whip passes through, it will not come to us, for we have made lies our refuge, and in falsehood we have taken shelter. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am the one who has laid as a foundation in Zion a stone, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone of a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not be in haste. What do you say about that passage, Omer? This is one actually one of the most important passages, I think, in the book of Isaiah that speaks about hope. Yep. Speaks about the fact that, you know, it's one of the the worst times in the history of the Jews that their the Assyrian army is about to crush them as he did to the kingdom of Israel. And they just put their trust in that split reed, that Egypt, that really didn't help them. And they by themselves. They by themselves. And as you said, with their arrogancy, they're about to eat that pride. And in their despair, they turn to the man of God, which is Isaiah, and said, okay, uh, what do we do? And he tells them about the cornerstone. He said, if you will believe in me, if you will honor my covenant with you, you will be saved and you will be redeemed. So this has a, in the theology of evangelicalism, uh, we would see this as having a dual fulfillment. It's speaking both to the Godhead and to the coming Messiah, but to the Godhead alone, this firm foundation, they would have understood that to be what? Foundation in Zion, when you look at Isaiah, foundation in Zion is the belief in God. It's not a building. It's not a building. It's like what Jesus said, upon this rock I will build my community. It's not a building. If you have a strong foundation, a strong relationship with God, you will be saved. That is the cornerstone. Cornerstone is not a wall. It's not a fortress. It's, it's representative. You. It's representative, exactly. Cornerstones, as we think about buildings and fortresses, they're vital. 
you can undermine that cornerstone. Think about it. The word undermine in English is when you dig underneath that cornerstone and the entire tower will crumbling down. You cannot undermine faith. Yeah, it's wonderful stuff. What do you love most about touring Israel with people like myself and the busload of folks we've got today here in Israel? My favorite thing is when some people find an epiphany with God in different locations. And you can tell by looking at their eyes. And every person has his own encounter with God in Israel. Some will do it in the garden tomb. Some will do it at the Dead Sea. Some will do it up in Masada. Some will do it at the Western Wall. Some will do it on the bus when they use something. And you see that spark in their eyes. And when I see that, it fills my heart with joy. Some, like myself, were awestruck at a city that's not even mentioned in the New Testament, Zippori. That is my favorite site also. It's one of my favorite yeah. sites yeah. because you can see Nazareth off in a distance, knowing that Jesus would have come with his father and sold their wares right there in that, uh, in that beautiful city. And what's amazing about that dig is that the stone of 2,000 years ago and the ruts from the carts are embedded in those stones. If you want to understand Jesus as a child, as a child, and really to see how this man, Jesus as a man, how he got all this toolkit to speak to so many different people, so many different cultures, so many different languages, Tsipori will give you the answer for this. It's not mentioned in the Bible, not even once, but Tsipori shaped Jesus as a child. And that is why tomorrow, that's the first place we're going to go to, because the objective of a study tour is to get a much personal and close relationship with scriptures. So when you take Jesus from a high pedestal and you put him in our eye level and you treat him as a child in the Galilee, because he was a child in the Galilee, and you see what he absorbed as a little boy, that will open the gates for you to understand all the parables and all of his behavior later on in his adult years in Jerusalem and in the Galilee. Beautiful. Hang on. More coming on Monday, January 9th. Where are we going to be on Monday, January 9th? Monday, January 9th, we're actually going to go to the Beatitude, where we're going to hear the Beatitude in Hebrew, because that's the language that Jesus spoke. Yeah. We're going to teach the Beatitude, and see the fine and direct line between the Ten Commandments, the Beatitude, and Book of Revelation. It's going to be an incredible study. After that, we're going to go to Capernaum, where you're going to see the place where Jesus healed so many people. That was his headquarter. We're going to dive in and understand the importance of your prayer and your faith to help someone else, like the miracle of the paralytic. From there, we're going to go up to see an ancient boat from the time of Jesus. It's not Jesus' boat. He didn't own a boat, but that's a boat from his time where we're going to see that. And right after that, we're going to ride along the Sea of Galilee. We're going to uh, sail on the Sea of Galilee and have some time to relax and to reflect and to be closer to God. We're going to e end that evening with a beautiful, beautiful uh, uh, uh visit to Magdala. Magdala is the, the village where Jesus prayed and taught and met Mary of Magdala. This is one of the most important places because it's an A site that you can touch the stones and you can see the place that Jesus actually in person set. Okay, join us Monday, guys. We'll be back here broadcasting right from Israel. I'm going to be chiming in live as well. It's Carl and Crew Mornings helping you take your next step with Jesus. Hey, this is Carl with Carl and Crew, and I'm so grateful that you listened to this showcast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew. As we help you take your next step with Jesus, you're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. Godspeed.